The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Katie Worthington-Decker. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Katie Worthington-Decker, President and CEO of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. This podcast is produced by the Winter Haven Chamber and recorded at Dolphin Image Studios in Winter Haven. At Dolphin Image Studios, we are a full production film and television studio. We offer a 3,000 square foot soundstage, a psych wall, an LED wall, a podcast studio, and a massive eight acre backlot for all of your filming needs. To find us, go to facebook.com backslash Dolphin Image Studios or find us on Instagram at Dolphin Image Studios. On today's episode, we are having some coffee talk with John Lane, owner of Haven Coffee Roasters, our community's first coffee roastery, about his journey to entrepreneurship. We also speak with Dr. Yuritsa Ariaga O'Neill, Advent Health Polk Market Director for Emergency Services, about staying safe in the summer heat while enjoying Florida's outdoor splendor. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of our sponsors who believe in advancing commerce and community in Winter Haven. We'd like to welcome and thank Mahalik Auto Group for sponsoring season two of our podcast. This family-owned and operated business was first founded in 1966 in Michigan by Ralph Mahalik Sr. The family opened Winter Haven Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in 1991 and continued to expand in Polk County, now owning three additional dealerships at Posner Park, in Lake Wales, and Alfa Romeo Fiat of Winter Haven. Not only are their teams dedicated to finding you the perfect vehicle, but they are also focused on building a strong relationship with the community and treating their buyers like family. Find your new ride for 2021 and learn more at www.lowpaymentkings.com. John and Lindsay Lane opened Haven Coffee Roasters in March 2021. Today, John shares with us his surprise path to entrepreneurship as a result of the pandemic and his mission to work with other coffee entrepreneurs throughout the city to take Winter Haven's coffee culture to the next level. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you here because I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know you over the last year. But for our listeners that don't know you or who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm John Lane. Uh, I own Haven Coffee Roasters uh, along with my wife, Lindsay. And we have three kids, Jonah, Elijah, and Hannah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have an extensive background in coffee. Um, involved me last three years. I worked for a coffee producer, which drove me to, or flew me to Columbia and throughout the United States. I've traveled to, I think my final count was like 1,025 different roasters. Excuse me, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a lot of coffee roasters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It, it was one of those where uh, my job was to go and to introduce them to the coffee that was coming from Columbia and say, hey, this is what it what what it is all about. And the cool thing was, was unintentionally they would come and say, hey, John, let me show you what we're doing with 
with our roaster. And mm-hmm. so I unofficially was trained by some world-class coffee roasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really cool just to kind of see environments and kind of understand environments. Mm-hmm. But the sad thing was is when you come home to Florida, you're like, huh, you know, there's like a very limited amount. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what really gave me that idea of like, let me really bring kind of that northern style cafe the authentic cafe down here mm-hmm. um along with the roaster as well mm-hmm. so you're you know you're you're in a certain profession you're in a job then you say to yourself i have a great idea <laughs> <laughs> let's just go out on our own <laughs> and what did Lindsay say when you made that plan <laughs> well it, actually thanks to covid i didn't yeah. have to say let's go out on our own covid said hey you need to go out on your own right, right, uh, right. no <laughs> if, if anybody knows me they know like our story is a complete god story because it was kind of i've got laid off um, unfortunately what happened was um, the companies that I worked with, they mm-hmm. were two different companies, and they so- decided to split. Gotcha. And they said, well, we can't afford you a loan. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So that was during COVID, got laid off, mm-hmm. and I just I, I consulted with some roasters uh, locally, over, actually over in St. Petersburg. And I, w- I came home to Lindsay, and I said, you know, I'm giving them all the good stuff. I'm giving them all these tips and tricks that you would mm-hmm. only learn in my position. And, and uh, I'm like, we should do this by ourselves or mm-hmm. we should open our own shop and i joke around but it's serious i lindsay didn't say no yeah. <laughs> you know if, did if, she say yes she, <laughs> or did she just not say i no? won't take a no she's like well let's let's pray about it let's think about it let's you know let's right. kind of think and mm-hmm. and and i if if any husbands out there who are like creative minded and business minded know if your mm-hmm. wife doesn't say no that's not bad you know that's <laughs> we'll take that uh <laughs> so that's that it was really one of those where um, yeah, it was like, oh, let's do this. And she's like, well, let's, let's do it. Let's put the, let's put the proposal together. Let's mm-hmm. put everything together. And it, it just came all into place, mm-hmm. just kind of rolled into motion. And, um, so she, she hopped on board cause she, I mean, it helped because of co- it helped and didn't help with COVID. Mm-hmm. We were applying, I was applying for like 60 plus jobs mm-hmm. and you know, it's just, it was one of those things where it's like, we're at the best place we could be to start a business, even though it's kind of scary because of COVID. Right. But everybody's at ground zero. Right. We're all at that place where we have to figure out new things, we have to figure out ways to develop and have people in our shop. And so I was like, I, I'm, I'm not super scared because we're, I'm at the same as a place that was open five years. You know, I'm, I'm right where they are. Right. Exactly. So. That's so true. So why did you pick Winter Haven as a, a place to start your business? Yeah. So... Winter Haven's really cool. So one thing about Winter Haven that's really cool is that during a normal week, you see a couple thousand people downtown. Mm-hmm. But the minute you throw on an event, you see thousands and thousands and thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was one thing. But the other thing was when I when I looked at a map, I said, you know, okay, where's gonna where's this place gonna really latch on? And you know, Lakeland has some roasters, um, and Winter Haven didn't. And I, I just saw that along with the fact that there was no roasters over here, I saw that there's so much growth happening mm-hmm. in, in the city and in, in the chamber. I, I remember following you guys. And I mm-hmm. think I told you a story is I followed the chamber and I saw that you guys were doing this, you know, business month where you, you went around to all these businesses and just kind of just just highlighted them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that from a lot of other cities. And mm-hmm. I'm like. That just shows that like there's people that want this place to be great, mm-hmm. and and then uh, then going to the farmers market, it was just kind of like putting icing on the cake. It was, mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, we can't wait for you to be here, and mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of a, 
a lot of different things coming together but for the most part it was just seeing that there's so much growth happening in winter haven mm-hmm. was the big thing so yeah so it's funny because when you first liked a photo on our instagram page i'm like haven coffee roasters <laughs> what is this and so i went to your page and I, there wasn't that much on it yeah, then uh-huh. it was maybe like one or two pictures <laughs> and then i went yeah. to your website so it's like we were both stalking each other before yeah. we actually got to know each other and and so you mentioned that you kind of started um, your business at the Winter Haven Farmers Market, and I call that our our almost like our business incubator. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's every Saturday, and you'd have yourself, your neighbor, yeah. um, everybody that was kind of that that um, uh, that squad that was yeah. going to help you, you know, launch your business. Your kids, of course, which yeah. you know, I will say, one of your sons is one of the best salespeople yeah. ever <laughs> it's because Jonah. it's like I go up and I try, I just want to buy a cup of coffee, and I end up with three bags of. <laughs> coffee (laughs) and a mug and a hat (laughs) you know but you really took hold of the opportunity that the Winter Haven Farmers Market provides to young entrepreneurs because you didn't have a brick and mortar at the time Um, and you got to get a a cult following to your coffee through the Winter Haven Farmers Market yeah so uh, when you decided we're, tell me, chicken or the egg question. Were you doing the farmer's market before or after you decided to look downtown for your permanent location? So we had the permanent location oh, picked out completely. Mm-hmm. We, we were already in full bore. We just knew that it was going to take about like four to six months to really get open. Right. And and shout out to Chris over at Destroyer and the mm-hmm. farmer's market for organizing that. Because what people don't realize that, and there's one, there's another, I'm giving props to the other farmer's market downtown. Mm-hmm. But what what Chris did, so it, I hope what I hope people don't or hope they realize is that it's happening over in Lakeland. But those types, the types of farmers market that he is doing, that's specialized in craft and focused things, is very popular up north, and is what is getting those young people. Crafts are great, but that's kind of an older market, which isn't bad. Right. But there's there's something to say about that type of farmers market where it's 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 pro- curated. Yeah. It's a very curated market. I, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, and, and it's one of those where you can get your produce, you can get your cheese, you can get your you know your you know your coffee. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those. So to have one of those here, you know, locally was great. Um, and then it, it was one of those where you you have places like Honeycomb that have like 500 people in line before it even opens. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, am I am I doing the right? Should I be doing pastries or something? <laughs> uh, but but then then you get your own customers, and it's it's really cool because it's people like that would come to the farmers market, would come to our shop. I'm like. Wait, I know you from somewhere. Oh, you were at the farm. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. It's, it was a really great way to listen to people as well because mm-hmm. you're, I mean, it's, you're wide open. I mean, it's, and it was just me, my wife, my kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was one of those where um, we just, we were like, yeah, this, it just kind of put, like I said, icing on the cake before is that people came, the, the right people would come and say, yes, you're not a coffee shop, you're a roaster. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. And so You're an artist. It. Exactly. You're an artist. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a lot of what you see at the Winter Haven Farmer's Market. I mean, you were an artisan when it came to coffee. Yes. Ben at Honeycomb is an artist yes. when it comes to bread. And yeah. we called it the Winter Haven bread line because that's what it was. <laughs> you know, you it know? Is. <laughs> and, you know, he's starting his journey here very soon yep. in terms of his brick and mortar. Yeah. But then the two of you 
you know, are in a tent next to each other and you can talk about this entrepreneur's journey on how to do that. And um, whether it be the pasta place or the seafood place or the produce place at the farmer's market, you almost create this tribe in this village of fellow entrepreneurs that all have varying degrees of stages in terms of where they are in their business, which is really wonderful. So before I even forget (laughs) to say this, what is the address of your business in case somebody hasn't been there? Sure. It is uh, 140. Third Street Southwest. Mm-hmm. So it's on Third Street, uh, right by Jesse's and Jensen's across. I always tell people, if you see the big water tower, that's that's our pin, mm-hmm. our literal pin. We're right across the street from it. I appreciate Winter Haven for building that and putting that right in front of me for <laughs> just uh, for you. De- <laughs> uh, you know, decades and decades ago, they knew <laughs> yeah. you would need to use that as a marker. I'm just waiting for them to put uh, Haven Coffee located here. So <laughs> anytime, you know, hint hint. You know, when have you, know. you know, there's been big debate about what to paint on that water tower. <laughs> so next time they go up to RFP, you just slide that one in. You I, ask them to do that. I, I don't know if this is something you could use, but I heard a joke when we were at the farmer's market. Mm. I, I, one of the board members was there and I was joking around like, yeah, they need to paint Haven Coffee on that. And he, he, he heard overheard it and he's like, John. It took us a year to agree on white. (laughs) (laughs) And not just white. It's a very specific color of white. Well, I I was actually on the committee that looked at the different mural suggestions. And there were some beautiful pieces of art. But the challenge with painting a water tower is... It's not like a mural wall that you're yeah. standing in front of and you're taking selfies in front of. It has to translate to 100 Distance, yeah. in the air. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll revisit that one. It yeah. also didn't seem right. I mean, they had budgeted about, I want to say about 100000 for the the um, mural painting, whatever it was going to be up there. And then during the time of COVID, I was like, yeah. I'm not sure that's what you want to be spending it on right now. So yeah. um, I'm sure that'll come back around. <laughs> yeah. So you'll have time to, to put in that proposal. Definitely. Definitely. So <laughs> tell, you, you mentioned you guys are roaster so what does that mean so that i love that question because my when it wasn't when we decided to do this what was a big thing for me is that i'm not opening up a coffee shop that's that's not what i'm doing i'm opening up a coffee roastery Mm -hmm. and the coffee roastery we actually take the raw green bean which what coffee is and we turn it into coffee and the funniest thing about thing about coffee is people don't realize people I think just correlate okay I have roasted beans and that's where it comes from and then it turns into my cup of coffee but coffee actually starts out on a tree mm-hmm. and it's a cherry and then how, what you do with that cherry and how that cherry is taken care of will determine what flavor you get and so quick education on coffee specialty coffee is the only real way to grade coffee so you'll hear premium coffee that term is not a real term it's a marketing term it's a marketing term um there's there's several others but specialty actually has a specialty coffee association so they actually have a grading scale from one to a hundred everything 80 and in between 80 and 100 is specialty that's all we serve at haven Mm -hmm. because we we strive to make first off whether somebody's coming to just get a cup of coffee, I want it to be the best. Mm-hmm. Or if you're coming to get one of our craft lattes, I want it to be the best. And the key is is that we start off with a really good green bean. Mm-hmm. And then from there, either I or Ryan, he's our, uh, my other roaster, but I'll, I'll, I look at a graph on my computer and it will tell me, okay, how high is the heat getting? And, and it allows me to understand, okay, are the sh- how much sugar is this coffee going to put out and how much, how much chocolate notes are these going to put out? And so it allows me to craft that bean into something really delicious. Mm-hmm. That is true. It does yeah. craft it into something very delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you mentioned that um, you've really carved out a niche in that craft 
Um, I just felt like craft cocktail, but no, morning, Katie, not <laughs> yeah, evening. Yeah, so into easy. that craft latte. Yeah. So talk a little bit about kind of what your menu offerings are at Haven Coffee Roasters. Yeah. So my I have a background in culinary arts. So I went to Johnson Wales, North Miami. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, is after that, I went into real estate and me and my parents had no clue that I was ever going to use my degree. Uh, <laughs> you know how it is. Um, Did they give you a hard time about that? All the time. All the time. They're like, well, are you going to be head chef? Everybody did, actually. It's funny. It's like as soon as people realize you went to school to be a chef, they expect you to be the best cook ever. And right. what, the funny th- funniest thing is at our house, Lindsay does all the cooking. And she's amazing. <laughs> Note to self. Uh, no, but uh, no, it's one of those where, um, it, yeah, it's just it, God's timing. Mm-hmm. And it was, I went into real estate and then got into coffee. And, um, and it's one of those where the the latte side, like the coffee is coffee. And I get a, a, probably about 50 questions of, am I going into flavored coffee at all? That might be a, later on down the road because mm-hmm. there is a place for it. But what I really like is that the coffee comes, there's natural flavors from the coffee, like one that we have right now that may not be around, but it's it because it, we only have a small amount of it. It's our mm-hmm. blueberry candy. Mm-hmm. And that one has extreme blueberry notes, and it's a very sweet coffee. It's not flavored with anything. It's mm-hmm. all from the coffee. Mm-hmm. But on the side of the latte, so you can't forget about the people that love syrup. You know, it's okay. You're mm-hmm. allowed to. And and that's the biggest thing for us is that we want your beverage to be great, whether you're just getting a great drip cup of coffee mm-hmm. or you want a craft latte. And when I say craft latte, what I mean is that eat. so all of our sauces are made fresh. I know you've probably been in there when we're ro- toasting our marshmallows. Yep. We have a toasted mm-hmm. marshmallow syrup. Uh, we're working on one now that's being released, or it's going to be released. Uh, when this comes out, it's mm-hmm. our uh, co- not cookies and cream. That's already out. Our um, orange sickle, our orange mm-hmm. sickle pop, or cream sickle pop, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's going to be a good one. It's it's it, you're going to taste the cream. You're going to taste the uh, orange with a little pop in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and the, and the fun thing is that allows me to kind of play around with things. Experiment. Yeah. yeah. Be the artist. Yeah. You know, be the artist. Exactly. And it's not just me. I have a bunch of creative people on my team. They first off, they're great. They're the best team. Super mm-hmm. lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, full of smiles. They help everybody. They they help because that when we had our first training, I sat down with them and I said, just get ready to explain the difference between a macchiato and a real macchiato. Because right. Starbucks has tainted or, or created their own language, you could say. Right. And it, it, the thing, the magic in it all is being able to explain that mm-hmm. without a sour look in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I told them. Is you would go up north and you would say, yeah, I want this. And they, or you'd hear someone from Starbucks like, I want a caramel macchiato. <sighs> caramel macchiato is this. No. Yeah. You have to be able to say, hey, you know what? It's not the same thing that you're used to at Starbucks. But what it is is this, and we're very authentic with that, right. and so we try to make sure that people feel comfortable. But well, and you partnered with artists to draw literally what things are yes. up on your wall. So yeah. I mean, and actually that was quite educational for me because I had no idea. So um, you had uh, was it? Did Nando and Sally do all yep. of that? So mm-hmm. the folks that own Winter Haven Apparel um, did these amazing drawings for you, as well as the mural of your the name of the business inside. But it explains, you know, it's this part milk, this yeah. part this. And I mean, I had never, ever in my time of drinking coffee, which wasn't until my mid-20s, had anyone explained to me what all that kind of thing is. And I love it because then I, it, it actually emboldens me to try something a little exactly. different because I know what it is. Yeah. So, we, so when I put this plan together to do this, 
uh, parts of it seemed like I just threw things together. Other parts were very thought out. And uh, there's my I have three pillars. One's duplication, one's education, and one's community. And so the key to it was that we want things duplicatable, but we also want things to where they're learning. And so if you come in and learn how to get a good drink and it's the best drink you ever had, well, hopefully you know. I have some people that come in and they hand us a sheet that that we wrote out for them. <laughs> They're like, we want this one. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, we can do that for you. So, uh, and that's what we want. We want to help people understand like, yes, we're not Starbucks and we have espresso. It's a better espresso, but we have espresso. That's probably much the only thing us and Starbucks have. Mm-hmm. But as far as our sauces wise, everything's made fresh. Mm-hmm. Everything is made, uh, all of our sauces are vanilla. Actually, our caramel and mocha is actually made by Honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all, everything that we have room for in the back we make. Mm-hmm. And um, and we, we take pride in that because I, I told my team, I was like, you're, we're going to get really busy. And we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And so... Sometimes you're going to get a really beautiful piece of art in your latte. Sometimes you're not. It's going to be a blob or what we call the ghost. Mm-hmm. It's just a circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, But what you rely on is that the, the coffee is the best coffee because it's roasted fresh. Mm-hmm. The sauces are, the, are made fresh. And so that cup of coffee is going to taste really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what we, we train the team to really understand as well. Do you have a favorite thing on your menu? Ooh. So I am a natural coffee. So natural coffee is coffee that is uh, dried inside the cherry, mm-hmm. which is our blueberry candy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good pour over. Mm-hmm. I love pour overs. Um, our, I love our drip coffee. But if a latte, Haven is the best because mm-hmm. it's a toasted marshmallow. It has the most flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry. I know I gave you three, but. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's it like picking on your my favorite mood. baby. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'm going to highly recommend the lavender latte because that was one. That was an outside my comfort zone one. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. And that, that's pretty much my go-to now it, when I go in. That one was a surprise for me. It, um, I, so what I did a lot of is I, I did a lot of looking into like what sauces, like some of the sauce companies. And I will tell you, I was not stuck on making my own sauces in the beginning. Mm. Um, and I had a lot of people say, John, make them, make them. They're not hard, but also the flavor is 10 times better. And so I remember with our chai, our chai, a lot of people love our chai. We mm-hmm. did a chai tasting and we tasted one, and it was really sweet. And then we tasted ours that we have now, the one that we make fresh. Mm-hmm. And we're like, there's such a difference. And we looked at the ingredients of the other one, and they were there's no chai in it. And we're like, this, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm like that makes no sense. And so uh, that's why, like in a lot of those sauces, they it's easier to create an artificial flavor, and mm-hmm. that doesn't fit with our craft and our flavors. And right. so we, so that we're pretty much the lavender. We made it. And we're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and the cool thing about it is, it's it, the lavender puts off a, a little purplish, but mm-hmm. we use butterfly pea flower, which gives it a bright purple color, which is just a natural coloring. So mm-hmm. it's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it is wonderful. And you know, the the other great side of you making a lot of your old uh, own stuff is that when people come in and they ask what's in it, your team knows what's in it because exactly. you're making it there in house. And of course yeah. with everybody's, you know, the gluten allergies and the celiacs and all that kind of yeah. stuff, it's good for your team to know nut allergies and all that, what's involved in the process. So um, one of the things that you mentioned and, and that you all have really been trying out in this time since you opened is um, doing a lot of events, hosting, yep. like you said, community is one of your pillars. Yeah. So, and, and I love how you talk about, you know, you've worked with Bennett Honeycomb and yeah. you've, you've partnered with a lot of local businesses as well, but talk a little bit about the events that you've been having. So I, we, this one's hard in a ways because it was kind of a guess in the beginning. It was like, 
hey, let's have some music. And uh, 610 has been really generous with us to have that that side area. And they said, hey, uh, you can use it until we say no. I'm like, mm-hmm. fair enough, you know, and I'll use it. And um, so music was kind of like a test. Let's test it. It went over great. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those where what I realized is people, uh, if I'm the way that you build, because I'm not a chain. And the mm-hmm. way I build up is just to get different types of people there. And uh, we had Nat West there uh, th- this last Saturday. And the funny thing is we had... Um, um crossfit and mm-hmm. so it was kind of it was like a little mix of the old and the new and right. so you had all my all the crossfit guys over and all the and gals over and mm-hmm. uh and all and then you had nat west over here with his i uh, don't ask dulcimer you know, yeah dulcimer there yeah. you go yeah. yeah he's he's great and so it's just um doing events i'm finding it's it, i i'm finding first off what's in my lane and what's out of my lane because mm-hmm. i think i emailed you once i, I was thinking about doing a rib contest and i was right. like yeah it's a little out of my lane. Uh, so you learn like, so for me, like if I can relate, if I can bring any other businesses like the Pretty Odd and Vintage Flowers girls, they're mm-hmm. they're really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they came and I, I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those where I've been there and, and anything I can do to help people. Uh, you know, one of the musicians, Dan uh, Pepin, he's mm-hmm. he's amazing. I call We call him the raging unicorn because he loves our unicorn lattes and he, <laughs> he has purple hair and he's just the coolest guy ever. And, you know, his story is cool in a way of like, he worked at Legoland and then got laid off because of COVID mm-hmm. and then just started playing gigs. And now he's with Liverpool Live, which is a Beatles, you know, cover band, which in Orlando. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's yeah. pretty cool. Like, but it's, it, I, but we, we joke around and say, yeah, you got that start from us, you know, uh, <laughs> even though I think the farmer's market will claim that before us. But right. uh, no, but it's just, it, so we try to make things to where, what I learned is that, it, that not everybody's going to come out this Saturday not going to come out the next Saturday, but they may come out the third Saturday. Right. Or some people may come out the first Saturday and not the second Saturday. And that's the whole goal is to create the environment that where people know that, hey, you know, Haven, we got nothing to do this Saturday morning. Let's go over there and then hit the farmer's market. Or right. let's, you know, let's yeah. just, it's just creating that. I, I don't want to be competition to the farmer's market. I just want to be that place to either come before or after and mm-hmm. just, you know, have a, you know, maybe we have a pop-up shop and maybe we have something going on and just kind of that extra little well, and the more stuff for people to do, that's the that's the great thing yeah. about creating those anchors. So yes. the Winter Haven Farmers Market becomes an anchor for, and that is for those of our listeners that aren't aware, the Winter Haven's Farmers Market is the one that is located in the BB&T parking lot yep. right next to Grove Roots. Yep. So that is the Winter Haven Farmers Market. There is, as you alluded to, another market downtown on the second and fourth Saturday, yep. but that is not the Farmers Market. Yep. So, um, but that's what's so nice about the the Farmers Market location in relation to your business is it is a block away. Yeah. So people can, and actually this is a lot of times what we do is we'll hit up the farmer's market, we'll get what we need, we'll come to your place, and then we're like, well, we're only a block from downtown, let's go pick up lunch real quick before we run home. And so it becomes this whole you know, downtown Winter Haven Saturday morning routine, exactly. which now my kid asks for it, which <laughs> yeah. is great because yeah. we're outside, we're getting healthy yes. food, we're doing all that. First off, following your Facebook page, I think, is one of the best things because you can keep up with the events <laughs> yeah. that you've got going on, whether it be the Star Wars theme, May the yeah. 4th, or <laughs> yeah. yoga, or whatever else mm-hmm. you've got going on, which is fantastic. But you also, on your website, have an online shop that people can yeah. order from? Uh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, and I got surprised, and it's one of those where people don't realize, so you tell them, but yeah, we do have all of our coffees. It's hard because we, we 
we do a lot of things in store and I try to kind of correlate everything from the store to the website. But yeah, if anybody is out of town or they want to tell their, their family, we, you know, obviously we craft roast our coffee. And so normally if someone orders online, they'll get something that was roasted within about two to three days mm -hmm. at their house within two to three days as well. So it'll be super fresh coffee. So yeah, that's wonderful. Well, and what I love about it, uh, there was, there was an article that you guys were featured in, in the ledger that, um, that I talked to the reporter about. Yeah. Um, and the reporter kept trying to get at, um, is there too much competition now for coffee shops? I mean, they asked the question multiple times. And I said, no, because one, um, and it's not, maybe it's just because I'm the Chamber of Commerce person, but <laughs> I go to different coffee shops. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes it's just the one I happen to be driving by. Sometimes it's the mood I'm in. Sometimes yeah. it's the person I'm meeting. And yeah. different coffee shops have different culture. And that's what I love about it. I, you know, I can go to Richard's and I can get my Cuban yeah. sandwich and my dirty chai from Richard's and it's excellent. Um, and that, that has one feeling for me. And yeah. then I can go to Haven Coffee Roasters and I can get something completely different. Different, like Absolutely. my lavender latte or um, your iced coffee is excellent. Yeah. All of that sort of thing. And then I can go, you know, so they're, they're what I love about locally owned coffee shops um, uh, is that they each kind of have their own vibe yeah. and their own culture. And people Absolutely. are going to find, there will be, they're going to find the place that makes them feel, um, feel like home. Yeah. Sometimes it's multiple locations. Sometimes it's the same location, right? Absolutely. We're, we're not the first. We're not going to be the last. Mm -hmm. um, the, thing, the thing that when you, if, if you've ever visited anywhere outside of, when, when you, in my job, my job was to uh, go to different roasteries and, and areas where there wasn't tons. It wasn't like big cities, but I also visited big cities. Like Chicago is a big one. Mm -hmm. They have about five fantastic roasters in a span of two miles. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but they make, they make they all have their own little areas where they all succeed they have their cafes they have their wholesale business they have all these places and so for me i i don't look at richards don't look at m plus one as as competition more than just like hey we're all going to make each other better like mm -hmm. there's no way i can do a cuban as good as richards mm -hmm. you know and m plus one does their matcha drinks like no one else you know mm -hmm. and so i but what i hope to be doing is to make Richard's better and to mm -hmm. make M plus one better. And mm -hmm. so that way we're all working together to, to bring up the coffee game because some may say there's only one enemy and that's the one with the, you know, mermaid as yeah. a, <laughs> I will, I won't mention it, but no, that's that, you know, really the cool thing. So especially coffee industry, you find that, that it's, it's a family, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, we're all working together for one cause and that's to bring good coffee to you guys, you know, right. to everybody out there who doesn't know what it is. And that's kind of what my, I'm trying to do is educate people on what good coffee is. Mm -hmm. So when you're not in Haven and you're out and about and you're like, ooh, there's that place or there's this nice new coffee shop over here or there's this. And and, mm -hmm. and to do that, that, that's my purpose is to help you understand that what you're getting over here is not the best coffee, but over there is really good coffee. Right. So no matter what city you're in. Exactly. You choose that. Yeah, absolutely. So what... Tell me about something that you are excited about, about Haven Coffee's future. That's a great question. So wholesale. Mm -hmm. So we, a lot of people don't realize this, but being that we're a coffee roastery, I provide, so right now, um, over in Lakeland, we're in the Terrace Hotel. Mm -hmm. We provide their coffee. Um, we're also over at Treasured Olive. We're over at Home Remedies. Mm -hmm. um, we are in several places. We're in Union Tap Room. Our Colbert's in Union Tap Room. So, mm -hmm. um, we roast coffee, which means that if there was a business out there that wanted to 
serve our coffee than they could. And we're actually talking about one. I think it should be done by the time this is out. We're actually going to be in Bach Towers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. so we're going to be providing their coffee out there. So wow. the, the thing that I'm excited about is growing, um, growing the wholesale side. Um, so that way you don't have to come to the shop to Haven, um, you know, trying to grow the actual Haven Cafe side too. Uh, but just we're, we're trying to grow the wholesale side in the sense of like spreading out the word of, of Haven and mm-hmm. that there's, you can serve the best coffee at your business as well. Absolutely. Okay, one final Chamber of Commerce question. Okay. But what have you, what has your experience been like as an entrepreneur opening your business in the Winter Haven community? Oh, man. I'm on their podcast. Do I say something good? <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. No. So I, and I'm afraid to ever open a business somewhere else because I feel spoiled, mm-hmm. you know. But you'd be stupid not to join the Chamber. You'd be stupid not to get in there and get to know your city because mm-hmm. I felt the biggest, I, I think there's been like, I'm, I'm the, I think so many chamber people have come to our shop, you know, and, and I think it's just comes from meeting people. And so it's been one of the best experiences. I feel like the chamber and, and everybody, just the whole city, I don't think, I mean, the chamber's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those where, you realize like, oh, you're part of the chamber. Oh, but you're also in this business. You also do this. And so you realize like how how connected you are. Right. And it's very easy to open up a business on Third Street and think that, you you know, that, you know, Center Winter Haven is just like five miles out. But what you realize is that Winter Haven's much bigger. Yes. And and there's so many people out there that, that don't know you. And that was like my dumb self was like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody's going to know exactly where I am in the very beginning. But we still get lots of people come like, I had no idea you were right. here. I'm like, oh, OK. So yeah. it's it's there are people and, and this is kind of the constant struggle. And of course, Anita at Main Street Winter Haven and I talk about this a lot, but not just one of the battles is first the number of people moving in every year so you have this whole new group of people you have to educate (laughs) and they might work in the winter haven area or they might have bought a home in winter haven and commute to orlando or or lakeland or another city so you have that group you have to educate but we also have these people that have lived here a long time they just they go to work they go home they stay in 33884 and Mm -hmm. they don't come into 33881 and 33880 that often and so how do we educate, reach to them, make sure they know it's not the downtown Winter Haven yeah. of the 2000s um, in that time where you could walk outside at noon and shoot a gun down Central <laughs> Avenue and not yeah. only would you not hit anybody, nobody would hear it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just a lot different than it used to be. So, yeah. and that's the beauty of having businesses like yours um, that do take root down there that yeah. can be that anchor for someone to come in and and make that a, a home base because you're introducing a whole new generation of people to to the downtown core area yeah. where so many of our local favorites are so yeah. not, not the only place there are a lot of local favorites <laughs> all throughout the city absolutely make sure absolutely. i say that but certainly where they're concentrated in terms of local ownership yeah winter haven is doing a great job to say okay you know, we have two options. Winter, the downtown can just be a place where tourists go, mm-hmm. or it can be a place where locals come and tourists go. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that they're trying so hard to do that is what is making this area so great is because there's so much, there's more stuff coming, but there is still a lot to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and me and some friends like to just, we kind of have our own little 
you know, pub walk. We start at the social, we go to the union, mm-hmm. and then we go, you know, barrel, and then we go to Grover. It's just mm-hmm. a fun thing. I mean, it's just, and uh, that could be a lot. We, we we don't have to take cars. You know, right. that's the cool thing, and that's that's what you want in those types of environments. Is you want a cool coffee shop, you want a cool, you know, place to drink, you want a cool place to eat, and and so I think I think Winter Haven's doing a really good job of like making sure the right people are coming in here. Yeah, it's that park once and enjoy your whole day uh, type of mentality. And a lot of people don't. I mean, we've got, I think we're 15 restaurants in downtown right now, um, all locally owned and operated restaurants, local people that work there, and they all get invested. And I mean, we've got new ones opening. There'll be new ones opening within the next month. So um, it's pretty incredible. So, John... Thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the podcast today and share your story. I even learned some stuff. I thought I knew you pretty well, but I've (laughs) learned uh, stuff about you today that I didn't know. So, again, Haven Coffee Roasters, located on 3rd Street Southwest, right? Southwest Mm -hmm. in downtown Winter Haven, right across from the Water Tower and Magnolia Park. So, John, thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Stay with us for more after a word from our sponsors. Citizens Bank and Trust, we've been your hometown full-service financial institution right here in your backyard since 1920. Now in our third generation of family ownership, we've served the Polk County community for over 100 years. No matter your needs, we have the right financial solutions for you. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we've got you covered. From secure checking and personal savings plans to a wide range of personal, mortgage, and business loans. Additionally, we offer a highly experienced group of trust and private banking professionals located right here in Polk County. It takes just one visit to one of our 14 convenient locations to experience what makes our bank special and why we invite you to give us a try. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we're proud to be your bank. Citizens-Bank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dr. Ariaga O'Neill is the Polk Market Director for Emergency Services for Advent Health. Today, she's joining us to speak about the ways we can protect ourselves from heat stroke, sunburn, heat rash, and other common ailments we are exposed to while enjoying summer fun. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I hope you're having a good day. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, again, thank you for taking so much time out of your busy schedule to really talk about something that's really important for us Floridians in in August <laughs> to talk about as, uh, you know, it feels it's like 150 degrees outside and surface of the sun, right? Um, but exactly. <laughs> so what are some of the signs of heat stroke and how can it be avoided? Well, Katie, it's super important and I appreciate the opportunity that you've given us to share with our population how to protect ourselves. As you well say, obviously, it's super hot and humid out there. So some of the signs and symptoms that you can see, there can be headaches, there can be muscle cramps, there could be skin redness, obviously, um, some vomiting or diarrhea, and obviously your body temperature can be as higher of 104 or even higher. So those are the things that we really need to watch for as far as signs and symptoms. And what's important that we do is that we keep ourselves hydrated. It's extremely important that we drink many, many fluids um, and that we do in a free form. We try to use them, you know, with no sugar or caffeine in it and stay away from alcohol in order to get proper hydration. So if you do experience any of this um, heat stroke symptoms or warning signs, we need to relocate to an area that will have uh, that will allow your body to cool down. So going to the shade, drink warm fluids, 
And if you do have any of the serious symptoms that I told you, for example, like severe headaches or confusion or hallucinations, it's important that you seek medical attendance immediately. So what are some things I can do? Um, you know, obviously we're in Florida. One of the, the great things about that is being outside year round. And I see, yeah. you know, sometimes I see people, well, even even yesterday, my husband and I woke up and it was a beautiful day and we decided to take a walk and it was 9 a.m. in the morning, but yeah. it was hot. It was a beautiful day yesterday. It was sunny, but it was really hot. So what are some of the things I can do uh, to make sure if I'm exercising outside, if I'm jogging, if I'm playing basketball, golfing, for example, what are some of the things that I can do to make sure that I'm doing it safely? And I love that you had the opportunity to go outside. I think that's why we all live in Florida, right? We mm-hmm. enjoy the opportunity of being outdoors. So how to do it safely, which is going back to your question, Katie, it's important that, again, we drink plenty of water. Or it could be sports drinks, obviously just staying away from, you know, alcoholic and caffeinated beverages. We truly use the timing. It's important, like you did, for example, with Perfect, your timing was good. You exercise early in the morning before it gets too hot. While you're exercising, since we have so terrific views around, it's important that we take it, you know, take breaks, take breaks, you know, breathe and relax to try to allow your body to cope with the exercise and the heat and that we wear appropriate clothing, that they're loose and they're breathable. That's uh, the most important thing that we can do to prevent um, getting harmed by the exercise and being able to continue to enjoy our beautiful weather. And so also another side effect of, of Florida and exercising outside is, um, as you know, we'll tend to, you know, wear a tank top or, or a dry fit clothing or something that mm-hmm. is more loose fitting, but we tend to wear less of it, right? Because we're outside and it's so hot. Yeah, so how can you avoid sunburn and heat rash? So this is, a, like you said, it's a side effect, right? We all want to be out there and oftentimes we forget. So how do you protect yourself this obviously wearing sunscreen. It's important that we do it. Um, it can be any brand as long as it says for spectrum and that we try to for it to be above 30. That's the mark that we want to keep in mind. Um, again, wearing loose feeding clothing and if we can, that it protects our larger areas of the skin and that we do stay in a shade when it's possible and that we do usually from 10 to 2, it's the high heat time. So that's, those are the times or the peak sun hours, as we call it. Mm-hmm. So those are the times that you really want to stay indoors. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also love, I mean, this is, you know, totally from a vein perspective, but I love that the sun uh, guard bathing suits, you know, the long sleeve bathing suits yeah. that they're really yeah. in now. Like, I mean, you can go to the beach and you see a lot of people wearing them now. And I just love that yeah. it's becoming more the norm. Um, and frankly, yeah. it can help keep you cool too, because you get them wet and then it's it's wet for a while. So it keeps your body cooler, yeah. even when you're out of the water. So and like you said, they're beautiful. They're actually very nice and yes. they look really good. So I like them too, to tell you the truth. I, I have a few of my own. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a perfect suggestion that you're bringing to the table as an alternative. We want to make sure that we keep our vein and that we look nice and pretty, but that we're also healthy. So perfect question. I appreciate it so much of you. Yeah, whoever was the fashion icon that started wearing the rash guards and the long sleeve shirts at the beach, we all thank you. Women everywhere, thank you for doing that. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I just wanted to mention real quick, just a few signs of when you're getting sunburned. Obviously, your skin will start getting red. You may have pain up to touch. It can become itchy because you're hurting your skin so it will try to defend itself and you can even have blisters 
if it gets to that point, you definitely are, you know, in a more severe form or just a mild sunburn. And that point, you want to stick for help and you want to make sure that you got it taken care of. And if it's just the retinas, you can apply aloe to your skin just to help it soothe. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you need to get a rest from the sun after that happens. So you allow the, the healing process is important. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too... Um... I'll, I'll give an example. I'll, I'll give all my personal examples from this weekend. But I, uh, you know, I jumped into the the pool this weekend and I was under the shade. I didn't anticipate being out very long. And even though I am just, the kids don't go outside without sunscreen on. A lot of time parents are like, oh, it's okay. I'll, you know, I'll only be out there for a little bit. And even though I was in the shade the whole time, I wasn't really thinking about kind of the reflection and the, you know, I, I got a little bit sunburned on my shoulders. I'm like, how did that happen? I was under under the shade the entire time. Yes, and and that's um, a perfect example. Um, it used to happen when we were younger, right? You think, um, oh, it's cloudy. We can let's all get outside, and the sun will always shine. And if it's cloudy, it doesn't go away. It's still sun out there. The you know that UV lights are still there. So we always, 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 when we're outdoors, it's important that we do protect our skin. It doesn't matter if it's a little cloudy, even if it's raining. There are still some UV light rays that are coming through. Mm-hmm. Very, very good point. So um, you mentioned um, heat rash as one form of rash. Um, if So there are a lot of different things, obviously, that impact our skin, especially when we're outside and outside a lot more during the summer. Do, do I need to call a doctor if I, if I get a rash or a sting or a bite while I'm outside? What would be your recommendation for someone that's kind of diagnosing the level of what they've got and whether they should go to see a doctor? So... It's important that we feel for ourselves, right? It kind of varies a little bit on how comfortable it's making you. So it, it varies from person to person. When that rash or bite or sting, for example, it prevents you from relaxing or it prevents you from sleeping or performing your daily activities. At that point, you need to seek for help. It also, you got to look at the amount of skin that's embedded or included into it that it will tell you, hey, I think this may be a little bit too big. I definitely need to have it checked out or I will have expected it to go away in a day and it's still there and it's just not getting any smaller. So, you know, lack of improvement, prevent you from doing your daily activities, prevent you from relaxing. Those are the major things that will say, hey, there's something not right. I really need to pay attention for it. How can I avoid common bites and stings when I'm outside? So I think we all like, we're talking about being outdoors, right? So we want to be out there. We may go picnic. We want to be sitting outdoors. We want to, you know, enjoy. What do we need to do? We, it is their home. We're going into their house. So the same thing that you do, you try to watch for them and make sure that you avoid disturbing them. If they have an ex, that's not where you want to be. Just be mindful, looking around. You can wear bug repellent. You can also have some citronella canvas. Mm-hmm. And they are a lot around that um, they come in different colors. So you can get creative with them. Also, again, wearing long pants, long sleeves, post-toe shoes. Those are things, depending on how deep are you going to explore, if you're going to go in a deep hiking area, obviously you got to be protected that way and make sure that you're wearing the proper clothes. Mm-hmm. It's important that if you are bitter strong, you're going to wash the area with soap and water and you can apply ice to reduce the swelling. And this is kind of a, a off-size uh, question, but as a parent, I get a lot of Facebook ads for these types of things um, for, like, stickers you can put on your children or bracelets you can put on your children that supposedly help to keep 
the bugs away. Do you do you see people talk to you about that, and do they work, or what are your thoughts on those? The bug repellents? Is that what you asked? I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're like I keep getting Facebook ads about you know you can put these stickers on your your kids' clothes and they supposedly help keep bugs away or bracelet you can put on your kid that help help oh, the, the area protectors. Yeah, yes. some of them do work. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have certain um, exposure, but again, it goes back to the main things we still need to make sure that we keep an eye on them, right? Mm-hmm. That we monitor what's around us and that we use bug repellent. So they're not 100% as effective as a topical bug repellent, for example, but they will do some work. Gotcha. So um, yes. a lot of what we've talked about today, um, you know, are things that people can do to prevent needing to seek emergency treatment. And I think that's always your yes. preference, right? That they prevent that uh, that possibility of having to seek uh, emergency treatment. But if they or they're uh, determined that their children do need to seek emergency treatment, it, you know, we still get questions every once in a while. Is it, is it safe to go to the emergency room? It, you know, we're still in that um, uh, pandemic recovery, but then you hear a lot about variants on the news and all of that kind of stuff. So is it safe to go to the emergency room right now? It is absolutely safe. We've taken all the precautions and I know it's scary. Um, We hear a lot of things. I want to make sure Advent Health and everything that we do, we include safety and foremost for our patients and our staff. And we are wearing masks. We're keeping precautions. Um, We are doing social distancing. So we are following through extra sanitizing. We're doing everything that we can to make sure we do keep our patients and our staff protected. So definitely so. We're more than happy and and the patients are more than welcome. I would love for them not to ever hesitate to seek help in the emergency room, more so if they're experiencing symptoms that are severe, for example, of a heart attack or chest pain or stroke or any health emergencies. Um, The ER is is a safe place. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Ariaga, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast today and talk about these incredibly important topics to everyone, but certainly to Floridians <laughs> as we yeah. enjoy it. It's, um, you know, it's so comforting to just have those reminders. And frankly, the reminders that we should have every, um, not just summer, but every year uh, to make sure that we're taking care of our, our skin and our health um, and staying hydrated and everything that you talked about today. It's such a good reminder for all of us. Yeah, and I appreciate that you have given me the opportunity to be with you. I think uh, living in Florida, it's an amazing thing. Um, It's super exciting that we're during the summer and that we have the opportunity of enjoying around and be able to explore either pools or or springs or being on the ocean. So we can enjoy everything and any activity that we want to do. Um, I, I hope that the information that I provided is able to keep you safe. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. And please, um, if there are any questions, you can obviously go to the App and Health website or we can reach out and we'll be more than happy to respond to those questions. August is National Immunization Awareness Month and Advent Health Medical Group wants you to have peace of mind knowing your family is up to date. Vaccines are a key component of good health for all ages, not just for school-age kids. See your primary care provider and your child's pediatrician to make sure your family is current on all needed immunizations to protect them from avoidable illnesses, including tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, measles, mumps, and rubella, polio, chickenpox, hepatitis A and B, influenza, meningitis, and more. 
Set up a primary care appointment today at polkcountyprimarycare.com. Well, that's it for another episode of It's Happening in the Haven. We'd like to thank our guests for today's podcast, John Lane with Haven Coffee Roasters and Dr. Ariaga O'Neill from Advent Health. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber of Commerce, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home.